0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. And on today's episode, I am talking to Brittany, and she has a really unique different story which I've never had on this podcast before and it's really interesting to see how she has used you know, from the background that she has and how she used that in her life, in her business it's really, yeah, it's unique and you know, full transparency um, Brittany and I, we connected maybe just a week before this podcast episode but at the same time, this has been one of the most interesting episodes that I had because she has such a unique story and the the things that we talk about on this episode, it's um it's such a different thing. And I'm so fortunate enough to have this podcast and bring people on as guests sharing these amazing stories. And it's just Yeah, it's hard to put words on it, but it's really, it's cool, it's awesome, it's amazing. And I can't wait for you to dig into this episode because you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did recording it. I promise. And as always, if there's any way that I can support you for your launch that you're currently in or you're about to do, feel free to book a launch chat with me and we can talk things over, make sure that you're on track with everything that you need to do. And you can find the link for that in general. Let's dig into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. all right welcome to the oh my god i'm launching podcast i'm your host ken wesker as usual uh and today i am joined with Brittany thornton honko how are you Brittany?
1: hey good how are you ken
0: i'm good uh you have a bit of a different story than a lot of the people i have on this podcast um so i would love to hear more about that but just before we get into that i would love for you to kind of share what you do and how you help people
1: yeah so i'm a course creation coach and i feel like the word coach is used (laughs) So often these days, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. I started off as a virtual assistant, helping uh, female entrepreneurs primarily, just connecting with female entrepreneurs and helping them build their courses. And uh, now I coach women on how to do that themselves. I start with the very beginning of the stages, where you're thinking in the shower, hmm, maybe I should create a course, and getting them all the way to launch day, and um, For me, it's just a, it's a huge, you know, rewarding part of the job when you can see somebody like realize that they've actually launched a course It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be, you know, super pretty or, you know, fancy, but that they've actually done that. I think that's, that's where I get my, my kicks and that's why I do what I do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's better done than perfect. Simple as that. And that's probably where we, you know, get in our own, own way all the time that, you know, we think we have to have everything perfect. We need to have all our ducks in a row, but really, it's just about get going and get it out there.
1: Yep, nope, I totally agree. And one of my favorite kind of lines there is: "Professional doesn't need to be perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you so can something look good without it being perfect."
0: That's absolutely right. um So let's just talk quickly about you know your background because you have, like I said, a, quite a different background from a lot of people. Most people I talk to, you know, they're digital marketing and they've done it for a long time and all that stuff but you come from a totally different background so would you please share that with us?
1: Yeah so I do have a different background. (laughs) I served in the U.S. military for the last nine years Um, and even that was a very unconventional tour of duty. I started off kind of working in the warfare strategy department and I was the gunnery officer on one of my ships and then I was the electronics warfare officer which is the Navy's fancy term for dealing with all the radar systems mm-hmm. and uh, and then after that I did a stint in public affairs where I got to handle some of the Navy's highest profile events, like commissioning a warship, which was a pretty fun wow. uh, gig, but very, uh, very unique. I mean, you only get to commission a warship once in its life. So um,
0: <laughs> well, not everybody gets to do that either. So <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, it was I mean, it, it was fun. I got to tour in Hawaii and in San Diego, California. So from I, um, you know, from a, a military perspective, those are pretty good duty stations. But um, when it came time for me to, to say goodbye to the military, I decided, you know, most of my, my colleagues who are leaving decide to go into corporate roles. And I wanted something that was a little bit more nomadic. So that's mm-hmm. why I got into to working online.
0: And how did that all come about? I mean, deciding that you obviously want to leave that career and just going into something else. How did that start?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, primarily, just to be honest, I wanted to get out of the military because I wanted to start a family and I really wanted to be there with my Mm -hmm. future unborn, unconceived kids. (laughs) So one day when that happens, you know, um, I want to be around for that. But, um, you know, I, I really loved the military. I loved the ability to work with a diverse group of people. I got to literally circumnavigate the world while I was in there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things, and we connected about this previously, uh, one of the things that, you know, the military did was give me a huge amount of perspective, which has completely shifted how I think about everything from, you know, diet and fitness all the way to, you know, handling crises and, and emergencies and, you know, and how I handle and manage my stress. So mm. I loved the military, but it was just time for, for me to get out and kind of focus on family.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, what are the, some of the things that you've taken with you from being in the military for such a long time into business? Because, I mean, it's, it's quite different. But at the same time, I believe that, you know, there's some things inside of the military that we definitely can use in our life or in our business as well.
1: Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is plans. The military Mm. is like so (laughs) incredibly um, plan-heavy. Everything has a plan. We had this joke. um, At the beginning of my career, I was toying with the idea and and actually committed to before my career kind of changed a little. Um, But I I committed to serving in the nuclear Navy. And the nuclear side of things is – incredibly plan heavy. They have instruction booklets that detail the intense degree of everything down to, you know, how to make a PB and J sandwich was, was the joke that the military would actually have an instruction booklet on how to do that. And so one of the things that I've always kind of taken with me is that it is so helpful to just take the time when you have an idea to take the time to sit down and plan it and then execute that plan. So when I was building a business, I decided that I was going to initially start as a consultant working as a virtual assistant and um, and ultimately I, you know, I shifted into creating courses for others and then coaching people on how to create courses. But the initial stages for me was in creating a plan going, okay, this is how I want my business to grow. And if I follow the steps of that plan, then, you know, it, it's, it's going to happen. And it did. And I do the same thing with my courses and with my launching is I take the time at the beginning to, you know, make a plan. And then we kind of reverse engineer that plan and go, this was the goal. And then we go backwards from there all the way down to, you know, how many social media posts do we need to write? What emails are we going to write? And how does this align with our end goal? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so so planning was was a huge
0: one <laughs> yeah I can imagine but that's 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 a great thing to kind of take with you into a business or even launching and all that stuff because I, I would I know that without a plan you tend to go into a launch and then it's like oh I forgot to do that oh I need to do this oh I still have haven't done that and you're kind of mid-launch and you're still you know writing out the emails you're still working on the webinar slide deck and all of that stuff and it really just distracts you from what you should be focusing on, which is, you know, showing up and serving your audience. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I think one of the reasons why the military is so heavy on the planning aspect of things is because when you're planning or, or when whenever you're doing something in the military, it's usually high stakes, right? Mm, oh,
0: yeah. There's much more high stakes than like, what we deal with. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, there's usually somebody's life on the line, yeah. and so when it come, you know, when it when it came over to um, like actually executing, you know, usually that plan was kind of insurance for failure, because inevitably, and I can't tell you how many times I was out at sea and that we were ready to do a gun shoot or we were preparing to, you know, to to do some sort of drill or exercise, and something would happen mm. where. The system would break or the weather was bad or somebody was late, you know, something would happen. And uh, one time there was a whale in the way and we had to wait for the whale to get
2: up. (laughs) You
1: know, shooting whales is a bad thing. So so we had these, um, you know, these plans and those plans always factored in something that we called a risk assessment. Mm -hmm. And so that risk assessment was where we looked at, okay, what are all the things that could go wrong? And then we it was this whole big matrix thing. It was all the things that could go wrong. It was what are the potential like severity of that. So if you know someone's late, then we predicted, okay, if someone's late, then what's the risk there? And mm-hmm. you know, and then what is that thing that we can do to mitigate that, right? And so those three parts of it, the the risk itself, the um or the thing that went wrong, then the risk, and then the mitigation of it was factored into our plan and we could then use that to make sure that we built in time where if we potentially did have a whale or another ship that was out in the ocean within you know firing like line then we said okay that's fine because we have time in the plan where we can delay we can wait for that we can shift the, the boat around to you know point in a different direction or something
2: mm-hmm. so
1: when it, it came to you know creating courses like and you know this too Ken Inevitably, something will go wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was thinking about when you said it. Is that this sounds like a launch because yeah, something something's going to go gonna wrong,
1: go wrong. And, yeah. and that's something that I can you know almost guarantee is going to happen. Your funnel's going to break. Your email is not going to go out on time. There's going to be a glitch. It's mm-hmm. not going to end up in the right inbox. It's going to end up in the promotions folder, and people won't see it. You know, one of the buttons in your your website is not going to go to the right site or something like that. And so, if you take the time during the launch or planning process, like when you're actually creating and doing all the legwork ahead of time, to factor in and really just walk through that process. I think that was a huge thing for me in the military was, you know, my I was I was just so I almost didn't even like recognize I was doing it. It's just (laughs) everything I was doing. I was going through what are all the possible things that could go wrong? How do I mitigate that? And what's the impact on that? Is it, you know, if it's that, you know, for, for a website, for example, if the thing that could possibly go wrong is that this is not blue, this is green. Well, is that enough of a concern for me to actually put my attention to it? Or should I just be like, ah, okay, now it's green, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but when it comes time to, you know, like launching an okay, an entire sequence of emails went out and we didn't tag anybody when we went through those emails, well, that's probably something that needs my attention. And because I factored in the time to plan and to mitigate that and do checks ahead of time, it's not as big of a problem as it could have been.
2: Mm,
0: Yeah. But then again, you know, uh, nobody's going to die from it. So we'll still make it out alive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. It just,
0: you know, it sounds really, uh, I I would think for, for a lot of people thinking just having that initial plan is like more than enough than having, you know, contingencies plan for everything that might actually happen. But I mean, the point here is, you know, plan, make a plan and follow through with that so that, you know, when things happen, you actually have time and headspace to actually deal with it one way or another.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's, and, and I mean, it, it really is. It's the giving yourself the, like you said, the time and the headspace to sit there and go, Okay. Well, I know that this has happened and this has happened and this has happened. So if something breaks, I have the mental clarity to move forward and handle that. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that was, you you mentioned the whole, like, nobody's dying thing. (laughs) (laughs) That was another thing that the military, uh, military helped me with was, you know, that, that context of like, is this something worth losing my head over? Mm -hmm. Um, Many of my clients uh, feel very confident when when we get started, and the closer that we get to launch date, the more stressed they get, the the tiny things will start to um you know to to light them up, so to speak. you know, mm-hmm. just the thing as like simple as just you know, oh, is, is this actually like like is my video good enough or do I need to re-record my content? Do I sound good? And these are women who are confident and successful coaches. I mean they, Show up every day on Facebook Live in their coaching calls. Well respected, like positioning themselves as an authority. But the minute that you put them in front of the camera, they they go to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when you know I, I tell this story. I um there was one day we were at sea. I was very tired at the end of the day. It was a really long day, and I got back to my room on the ship. I took off my boots, and, like just let my feet breathe slid down to the floor, just one of those days where you're like, I am just so wiped out. Like it was an exhausting day of standing watches and running drills. And I was really looking forward to the like next 30 minutes because it was going to be my time to just chill before dinner and just like not be moving. I was moving all day. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got down onto the floor, I started talking with one of my roommates on the ship. And the intercom, the shipwide intercom came on and said, medical, medical emergency, medical emergency, Mount five, one at this time I was the gunnery officer. So Mount five, one was the forwardmost gun mount on the boat. Mm -hmm. And that was my space and it was a locked space. So if there was somebody who was having a medical emergency, it was one of my sailors. I have never gotten up (laughs) so quickly, (laughs) like shot up on my boots. I didn't even tie my shoelaces. And I was in the back of the ship. Like I said, this was the front of the ship. So I ran to the front of the ship, I had to go down a few ladders, like around corners. I, by the time I got to the, the space, one of my um, sailors was walking out and he had a bloody rag on his forehead. And it was just like blood all down his face. It was, you know, I couldn't see the actual wound, but mm. everything was just it was very clear he had been seriously injured, but he was yeah. still walking and he looked at me and he kind of smiled. And I'm pretty sure it was the blood loss talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but he looked at me and he was like, Hey ma'am. And I'm like, "What? what is going on right now? So he left with the doc from the, sh- from the chef, the doctor, and I got into the space and there was just blood everywhere. What had happened was he was doing a, um, a check on one of the gun systems that had a hydraulic arm and the hydraulic arm had just for some reason been activated and it fell down and it hit him in the head. Wow. And uh, so the gun mount was kind of raised up a little bit. So it was like above six feet. And if he had been just a couple inches taller, he probably would have died. But as it was, he was short and the hydraulic arm just grazed the top of his head hit him hard enough to create a skull fracture and he fell down, which is where the blood went everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, he was airlifted. He's fine now. He's got a nifty scar and thinks it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> things from
0: uh, happy ending, so to speak. But Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: No, yeah. So he, so he's fine now. But um but it was, you know, it was it was I think the first moment where I saw somebody really get seriously injured and I realized we're working in a really industrial environment. There's a legit chance that somebody could get injured here. It's not all fun and games. Mm-hmm. It's not just looking cool in the uniform. Um, and there are people's lives at stake with everything we do, even if it's just as simple as, you know, working with with a gun system to do some maintenance. So I tell that story um, to every one of my clients because it's. I think it's it's a huge reality check that yeah. everything that we do, and I mean that this job puts money on or puts, you know, food on the table, roof over my head. Like I love it. And I understand the, the financial impact of this, but it is, you know, a little bit of a perspective shift when you realize that your launch is, is not a life or death situation. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And you can, you know, y- you can move forward even if things do go wrong and it, you know, you're not, you're still not at risk of, like, bleeding out or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, like, everything, everything that we do when we launch is recoverable from, including showing up on live and sounding like an idiot, (laughs) which I don't (laughs) think anybody does, but we all worry about that, right?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there's always this opportunity to come back and do it again, you know, so whatever happens, we can still, you know, jump back and have another go at it.
1: Yeah. No, it's, there's, I mean, I think that this industry is just very forgiving. Um, I mean, I, just in the last year, I think I've changed my branding like three or four times significantly (laughs) and, you know, and every time, every time it's, Hey, good job. I like the new look, you know, and in a couple months I'm like, I think I want to, you know, shift it up a little bit. And, um, (laughs) I still get clients, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's the, I think the industry is, is very forgiving to changes. And part of that is just the nature of being online, that mm-hmm. the internet is a very fast paced environment and change is expected. So, and we have a, a pretty short memory when it comes to, you know, oopsies and accidental things.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, we're just waiting for the next thing to happen and then we forgot the last thing. So yeah, yeah. I think even if you, Screw up in your launch. You can rest assured that next time you launch, people have forgotten about it or maybe they even didn't notice, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, there's there's so many things that I think as um, as launchers, we, we're in it, right? This is like our reality for, for the time we're in a bubble. And so we're like, oh my God, there's there's all these things that we need to focus on. And if one little thing goes wrong, it's like, it seems so big to us, but it could be completely different to our audience. Yeah. You know, now, if you send out an email and the link isn't attached or something, then yeah, there's a fair chance that if people are actually clicking on your links in your email, then, you know, people, oh, quite a few people might see that. But if it's something like a typo or, you know, I forgot to add a photo to my my social media post or something like that. I think that, you know, most people aren't going to know that there's something wrong unless you tell them that there's something wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. so and we should, put a lot
0: of meaning to, you know, the things that we do or the things that happen. So that's probably the biggest issue that we have is putting all that meaning behind it you know what will people think what will people you know we're so afraid of being judged all the time and the thing is we're being judged all the time whether we like it or not and we judge just as much as everybody else but you know you probably won't hear about it people aren't going to say it to your face although you know, being in the online space, people are, you know, a little bit more tougher on the net web. So they will maybe, you know, comment on th- some things, but, um, in general, you'll probably see more positive things than negative things.
1: Yeah, no, I, I and I think that's, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love working and with the, the community that I do work in, um, it, primarily with women and no offense to you guys, <laughs> but, <laughs> we're um, good. We're good but uh but yeah i mean I, in the military there was a um a lot of a lot of like friendly backstabbing unfortunately mm. you know that everybody was, was there was a point at where you reached your career where there was a funnel going upwards and only a few people got promoted every year and you know only a few people got the these coveted positions where you could go to hawaii or you could go to to spain or something for a duty station and it got a little competitive. Mm. And when I entered the, the entrepreneur space, I really entered it with this desire to surround myself with a, a collaborative, you know, group of, of women and, and men. I mean, I, I've worked with, with male clients too, but the, I think the thing that's most refreshing about the online like, course community and stuff is just how supportive people are. Mm-hmm. You know just just before we um we got on this call, I was connecting with somebody who she's feeling a little stressed about you know hitting her deadline for getting her content done ahead of you know her launch, and you know I said, "Hey, like, where are you getting stuck and she goes. I just don't feel good about my course content. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with writing the content and I said, well, send it over to me, you know, I'll, I'll take a look at it and, and let you know. And I can't tell you how many freebie funnels and videos I've, I've reviewed for free because you know, it's, it's not the whole thing, right? It's just taking yeah, a look at You're not
0: going to sit there for two hours and go through the whole thing, obviously, but you know, just but- give me a few pointers to get them unstuck again.
1: Yeah. And that's it. And, and I do that because when I was just getting started in my business, there were people who went out there and who did that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that there's more often than not, you are likely to find individuals who are willing to, to help you out and provide guidance. And, you know, and I think the understanding is that you help out a few times, you kind of leave a good taste in their mouth. And, you know, if, if they need your help in the future, you know. There is a paid offer down the line, but the, just the, the lack of, you know, competition and competitiveness there and just the communal support and collaboration and like almost like cheerleading. It's, it's Mm -hmm. just such a refreshing perspective from, you know, my understanding of of the workforce, which has been very, you know, hierarchical and competitive and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I totally (laughs) agree. Yeah. And (laughs) And that's also kind of the reason, you know, with this podcast that I have now is, you know, I also had other launch coaches on this podcast and that would technically be my competition. But then again, you know, we all have different perspectives. We all have different opinions. We definitely have different audiences. So, I mean, wouldn't it be just a good thing to kind of share what we all know and, you know, give it out to the world.
1: Exactly. And I, that whole competition mindset. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I struggle with it every day, you know, there are opportunities just this morning. I have somebody who's in a mastermind with me. We have the same ideal client, different ways of helping that ideal client. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but she, she hit me up and, and she said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm revising an offer and I would like to to get clear, what do you think are the the two most important things or the two pain points that course creators face? And she gave me what she thought. And and one of them I completely agreed with. One of them I said, probably not as big of a concern as as you think it is. Here's something else. But as I was typing that out, in my head, there was a little voice that said, oh, my God, why are you telling her this? Like like Mm -hmm. You guys have the same ideal client. And I consciously, every single day, I have to tell myself, No, we serve, serve the same people in different ways. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. Like I am not going to jip myself out of a client or, you know, out of a sale because I told her what course creators pain points are, you know? And if anything, you know, that, that collaboration is more likely to give me referrals and give her referrals and maintain that really healthy, you know, balance in business that I think is way more powerful than Mm -hmm. than coming at it with a cutthroat attitude
0: yeah no I totally agree with that I do um what are some things that you've seen you know helping people create the course and launch it what are some of the biggest struggles that you see people struggling with inside of launch uh
1: well I mean I think that the biggest thing is the lack of a nurtured audience Mm mm-hmm there's either this focus on growing your audience, but then not actually engaging with them or there's a lack of an audience at all. Mm. And, um, and I think that the biggest thing that I see I men, I would say over half of my clients come to me with is they know that they need to be nurturing and engaging their audience and they just haven't done it. Mm. And then they launch and they, you know, expect, um, you know, a warm, Applause for you know releasing and revealing their offer, and instead their audience is like, uh, wait, who are you? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from you in like months or weeks or you know like or they're you know they're like, whoa, wait, why are you trying to sell to me? All you've been doing is giving me free stuff. Ew. So mm-hmm. I think that that's probably the the biggest thing is just the lack of a nurtured audience and the lack of you know prepping your audience and that mm-hmm. that comes way before a launch yeah you have to be doing that you know months and weeks before you ever start priming your audience for your offer if you don't yeah. do that then you might as well not launch at all in my opinion
0: <laughs> yeah well, you probably should be doing that all the time but what is what do you think the reason is that they like you say they know that they should be doing this but they're not doing it so what is the reason for not doing it when they know
1: it? Uh, I mean, this is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, (laughs) I think, (laughs) but I I mean, I think it's priorities, right? Mm -hmm. The the launch is glamorous. The launch is something that, you know, it has a lot of energy, a lot of pizzazz, you know, and the launch positions you to be, you know, the the one benefiting, right? Um, If you come at it from that perspective of I'm launching, I'm making money, I'm selling my course, then... You're not going to prioritize the more altruistic, you know, other half of that that coin, which is that you should be giving value, no matter whether you have an offer to sell or not, because that's what attracts people. You know that that altruism, that that giving. Um, you know, I, I had a coach once who told me if you give something to someone for free without any expectation of reciprocation, that person will psychologically want to give you twice that in return Mm -hmm. as kind of like a paying a debt type of thing that we, if, and it, so it really is to your benefit to be giving out value ahead of time. But you know, a lot of us are like, there's that, that psychological element of, I want to make money. I want to be the authority. I want a big win. I want a launch success story. And my personal belief is that you don't get that coming from it with that attitude
2: mm-hmm. if
1: you come at a launch from i'm here to serve my audience i'm here to provide a solution for a need i'm here to fix problems and the money is like yeah that's great and necessary obviously but if you come in it from a place of you know heart and and wanting to connect and help your audience um first then you're going to lean in and you're going to be serving your audience and your audience is going to like that from you and they're going to want more from you mm. and then, you know having seen a number of successful launches this year and a number of failed launches i would say that that's the, the number one thing is the the motivation the intrinsic internal motivation behind why that person is launching is completely shifted
0: yeah definitely and we've seen I would say at least a growth in, you know, people calling it heart center entrepreneurs or heart center businesses. And that's coming from a place of wanting to serve instead of, you know, money first, basically.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I I love capitalism as much as the next American, but, um, (laughs) but I I think that that mentality, and this kind of goes back to that whole collaborative discussion we were having earlier too. um, I think that's one of the things that I love the most about this industry and specifically about kind of my niche is that the people I work with are heart centered entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're soul centered. They're, they're here to make a difference and to support each other. And that's more important to them than the bottom line, because the bottom line happens anyways. Like if you have a business and you've done your business planning and you, you, you know, you have some sort of a, you know, an offer on the table, People will ask for that, but I think we get impatient a little and we, we want to, to clinch the sale and, you know, and, and we want to just put our offer out there and have people buy and that doesn't work unless you've done the work ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an overnight thing and you can't just put your content out there into the world and say, all right, you're welcome world. Feel <laughs> free to buy. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs>
0: No, absolutely doesn't. And, you know, that's kind of what we're seeing uh, when we think about this overnight success that we kind of talk about, um, you know, seeing people having six and seven-figure launches. But in reality, they started like 10 years ago and their first launch made maybe four figures if they were lucky. Maybe even they didn't even make a sale for all we know. But we don't hear about that. We kind of just see the end result that they kind of got to and we forget about you know the fact that they started out just like us and um, but we need to share that story as well I think
1: yeah and that's you know and that's ultimately why like my my business has kind of shifted in the last year was because like I was like yeah I need to tell that story and be a little bit more transparent about things I mean I had Like, I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I started a business and immediately was successful. But if I told you what I was charging for my services a year ago, like you'd chuckle. It was Mm -hmm. embarrassing, you know, and I I didn't have an email list for the first year of business. You know, I I didn't like prioritize that. I didn't prioritize nurturing and engaging my audience or just even creating an audience. Because, again, for me, it was like I got into this mentality and I had to kind of shake that that competitive background of, you know, the, like like this is my priority and, and I just want to make money and like that's what I'm in it for. And I did that for a few months and then realized that that was not uh, enjoyable <laughs> and it wasn't really <laughs> profitable and I wasn't making lasting relationships either. And so I shifted my focus to, you know, supporting and, and engaging and, you know, encouraging course creators and you know and it, it absolutely is great when my email dings and you know I'm, oh look you've sold a new course or you've you know like like somebody signed your proposal and <laughs> and stuff but my, but at the end of the day like I'm just happy now with knowing that that my clients feel more confident about moving forward in their launch you know mm-hmm. that they're that they're feeling better about things that they're feeling less stressed that they can remember to eat three meals a day, like, and, you know, and like actually brush their hair. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, something about just taking care of yourself, even though you're yeah. launching, right? Yeah. And that's, I, I, you know, self care in the launch is something that also people don't talk about too much either. I don't know how much you talk about that with your clients, but you know, it's about um, taking care of yourself and staying sane. I mean, Launches is a crazy thing it's an emotional roller coaster and it's easy to you know go for the easy fast food snack whatever not drinking enough water not getting enough sleep you know you're working late nights and all that stuff but uh all of that kind of works against you
1: yeah i uh so one thing that I, I haven't mentioned yet but the military gave me a nice trio of parting gifts um <laughs> in the form of ptsd depression and anxiety
2: mm, yeah so that's the best one
1: I know it was so thoughtful of them. (laughs) And so I, that was a huge thing, a huge challenge for, for growing my business. And it's something that I do talk about with my clients Mm -hmm. because that balance for me is a matter of, you know, being able to function as a human being, you know Um, if I drain myself to the point where I cannot, you know, where I've, I've overextended myself, my um my depression kicks in and mm. I just like it, it it rears its ugly face and I end up with zero energy. I'm completely apathetic, <laughs> like you know, and and unfortunately I um I'm just of no use to anyone. So finding a business model that allowed me to balance that and prioritize self care was huge and. Mm. You know, and I I see that not to say that everyone that I work with has some sort of mental health diagnosis, but I do end up, you know, kind of, you know, I feel like I'm like part therapist to, to clients when we go through launches together because like there are moments where I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Like before we get into how you're recording your course, let's talk about the fact that I know you haven't washed your hair in three days. Like, (laughs) you know, like when was the last time you had a smoothie? When was the last time you didn't eat fast food and you actually had like fresh fruits and vegetables and, you know, and it's, it seems silly to have to remind grown successful adults of that. But I think that, you know, again, it's priorities, right? We, we prioritize this launch and, you know, and, and what, and even just the, the prep for the launch, just creating the courses and things like that. And then we forget that, you know, there's the the meditation and the, you know, the, the self care and going outside for walks. And, you know, yeah. I, I have three dogs and, and they're amazing at helping me manage my time because every couple hours they come in and they start bugging me because mm-hmm. they need to go outside. And I try to make it a point to, to go outside with them rather than just let them out because, it gives me the chance to to stretch my legs and to get out of the office, and you know, otherwise I will just work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it kind of refreshes you. And you know, when once you come back, obviously things are a lot clearer for you. You know, so it's a good thing to get out once in a while.
1: I I don't know if this is good podcast etiquette, but I you know I think one of my favorite episodes on on here is the one where you're talking with um, the yoga teacher. In, in right?
0: Yeah. Megan you know, Nolan, yeah. yeah, she.
1: I love what she had to say too about the, like, like the self care and the, like what that physiologically does to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just woo woo, and you know, like, like all. It, it's it's not that. It's there's a there's a scientific, like, you know, basis to why it is good to to go and do those those things, especially while you're launching, because, um, that's kind of. You know, like earlier, we were talking about that risk assessment and that mitigation. Mm-hmm. If in your plan, you plan to, you, you actually plan your self-care that you anticipate, here's one of the things that could possibly happen, right? One of the things that could possibly happen is I get stressed and, you know, and I have to work long hours to make, you know, my, my content deadlines and things like that. But you also know that you're going to take time out to, you know, like you're going to fill your fridge with healthy snacks. So that it's not just Twinkies and ho hos yeah. and chips and salsa, you know. Meal prep gonna, it. Yeah, you're going to meal prep. You're you're going to do things ahead of time. Right, and this kind of comes full circle with the planning aspect mm-hmm. of it. You
2: it does do
1: things that because uh, to to go through a launch and to realize, like to think that you're not going to get stressed is folly. I think. Yeah. Like be honest with yourself. Like you you're haven't
0: launched get- if you don't think you're going to stress. <laughs> we have a launch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: podcast is called oh my god i'm launching not you know cool brah yeah i'm launching <laughs> so uh, yeah. but yeah it's you know again you just have to plan that in and i think megan gives some amazing tips for for really how to implement that
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, now that you mentioned it you know i had uh nikki blakeman on as well where we kind of talked about you know the sleep process of just getting enough sleep and how that can affect you and that is definitely going to affect you in the launch. And like I said, you know, you work late nights just to get things done. And also I had um, Dania Brooke on the show where we basically talked about the basic things, you know, like drinking uh, water, getting enough sleep, exercise, exactly, eating the right food, all that just simple things that will help you get your energy back and make sure that you stay on top of things. It's so simple, but we totally forget it when we're launching
1: yeah. I mean and, and you know for anybody listening I I would say that the one thing that I like if if you get to the end of this podcast and you're like oh my god there's so many things like what do I actually do? I mean the one thing would be to just create a checklist
2: mm-hmm. like
1: of you know daily things that you need to do like drink water, you know, go for a walk, like check your email. And for somebody with anxiety the idea that I have 35 unread emails in my inbox is you know like I can't actually go to sleep without having a clean inbox because otherwise I'm just thinking and I, I don't get that well-rested sleep because mm. I'm just thinking about all the things that are waiting for me yeah it's not having a clean inbox and going I've attended to everything that needed my attention or I've opened it and I know that tomorrow morning when I get back into the office I'm going to handle that like like that checklist of just writing things down and, and having that in your head so that mm-hmm. you're having that written down so that you don't have to have it in your head, like completely. So changes. Yeah. It just completely changes like the flow of your launch. And it's just, you know, again, insurance because you've planned it's insurance for, for potential failure.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like you said, you know, I'm just like you though. I can't have notifications on my inbox. They need to, be gone. We have like the other aspect where you kind of have 4,000 unread emails. And I'm like, how do you live with yourself?
1: Like, are you <laughs> worried that can... missed something important?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but still, you know, it needs to be checked out or, you know, out of the inbox, obviously. But, um, I like the, you know, the idea of just writing things out, make sure that you, you know, you know exactly what you need to do tomorrow. So you don't think about it when you go to sleep. And it's really that simple as, you know, you have an, this thought in your head and you are taking this pen and you're putting it down on paper. So it kind of flows through your entire body from the head through the arm down to the paper and you know, it's gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah. I I love that visual because that's when, um, so I I studied English in college and I taught writing and Mm. like, so I I journaled a lot and I Mm -hmm. I wrote articles and essays and books and novels and things a a lot, a lot of words and i like like people would ask me like how do you write so much and i would use this this image or this analogy of it's not like like i'm not consciously doing it i just mm-hmm. kind of touch my hands on the keyboard and i just let the words flow and that is exactly how i described it was they go you know, out of my brain, down my arm, through my fingers and into the keyboard. And, and I don't ever really come in contact with that. I I would often I would go back and I would read things that I've written and go, Oh, wow, I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of get in the zone and I just go. But, um, you know, I I think that that's like, like having, I think there's power in in unloading our brain and kind of just taking things off of our plate. I think it, it helps us think clearer. It's like, you know, I, I, I'm i a visual person. I think of our brain as just this, like, very cluttered office with, like, <laughs> all these sticky notes and papers and things just stuck everywhere. And if you can just, like, take it out of the office and clean up your desk once in a while,
2: then mm-hmm. like,
1: you are going to feel so much better about, like, life and mm-hmm. launching, but mostly life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we wrap up uh, things here, is there any last tips that you can give to people that you know getting ready to launch? Um, especially now that we're closing on twenty twenty one, obviously people are thinking about you know what should we do next year. So, what are some things that people need to think about before we're getting into next year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, like, like I said earlier, the idea of nurturing your audience, no matter whether you're launching or not, it's it's crucial. It will make mm-hmm. or break your launch. Um, and one of the ways that you can do that is by, you know, without like creating undue stress over yourself, because I totally understand that feeling of, well, I just did, you know, like a whole month of content and that was exhausting, but now I need to do content again (laughs) (laughs) is, um, you know, is, is repurposing that content and repurposing it across like a variety of different platforms. Um, I think of it as, you know, if you think of one piece of content as an orange, And you can peel the orange and eat the fruit in between. You can plant the seeds and create more orange trees and you can zest the orange peel and, you know, you know, spice up like a a cup of tea or something with the orange peel. Um, You can do the same thing with your content. And so, and it it really takes the strain off of feeling like you have to nurture your audience by always creating new content is if you just go back and you look at the content you've already written And, you know, don't just post the same thing across three different platforms, but if you just tweak it, you know, you pull a quote from here, you pull something from, you know, you, you pull a snippet of audio from a podcast interview that you did and you share that. And, you know, and and all of a sudden, like everybody who's following you on multiple platforms, they're seeing you on multiple platforms and it just creates this like cohesive circular marketing message that. Did not take you a ton of time to create because you just used the same piece of content
0: mm. so good, yeah, and I mean, not to sound lazy or anything like that, but you could probably you know stuff that you posted a year ago is something that you can post again, maybe just tweak it out a little bit again and get it out there
1: yep yep no nope. i'm I'm totally there with you i again like i'm not <laughs> I don't like to use the word lazy, I like to use the word <laughs> efficient, you know right. <laughs> because but it, but it is you know like i like time is money and um sorry about <laughs> the electric <Alexa> going off <laughs> there but, um but time is money and when you are connecting with your audience like the less time that you can spend getting in the weeds with that the more time you can spend focusing on you know creating content uh, for your course or you know spending time reviewing i mean i would love would love to see every launcher that ever launches in 2021 have enough time where they can create their content, yeah. sit on it for a few days, and then come back to it with fresh eyes. Mm. And oftentimes we don't do that. We just create the content once and we have so much other content to create that we can only afford to look at it one time. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like create it, sit on it, give yourself enough time. Again, planning knowing Mm -hmm. that you're going to be sitting on something, give yourself enough time to record it, to think about it, sleep on it, walk away, come back with fresh eyes and realize, Oh, okay. Maybe I could probably have changed this or changed that. And like, you know, I think that, but we we don't give ourselves enough time to do that because we're just so exhausted Mm -hmm. and working more efficiently. Repurposing your content is going to give you the chance to focus on the content that, you know, really does matter because it's lasting like your course videos. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Love it. Well, let's end it on that note. Um, How can people reach out to you and connect with you?
1: So I am on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, I'm the course creation coach and my name is Brittany. So if you look for a brunette chick (laughs) with a dog, (laughs) that's me.
0: (laughs) Make sure to link it up in the show notes so people have something to click on so they can find you easily. Um, But I want to say thank you for, you know, sharing your story. At least, I mean, it was such a different story and how you managed to take so much from that and putting into your business and life. Um, I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on as a guest, Ken. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to supporting you and your audience in the future.
0: Thank you. Well, we'll talk again next week, guys. So take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all
2: about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.